I like, um, I like doing a countdown. Okay, good for you. Uh, I'm Zach Gladstone. I'm Anthony Moss. And this is I Went to Film School, a podcast about uh, film school and life after film school. Wow. What an introduction. <laughs> Pretty proud of it, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we did good. We did good. All right. Okay, yeah, so in case it wasn't obvious, it's a podcast about our experiences in film school and how we're now done with film school and are us trying to pursue careers in the film industry. So I, I, I should be the first to say uh, I'm not quite done with film school yet. I'm still uh, completing... A degree there because it they it's not they, my fault like. they 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 <laughs> they, fucking, they they took me they, they every time you think you're out hamas <laughs> <laughs> yeah no so uh just just so you just so uh, everyone knows i'm currently doing a master's degree and uh right out of my undergrad so there's a there's a lot of new film school insight that i'm just ecstatic about really but uh, we'll get to it when we get to it Zach, you're all done, right? Yeah, I am done. Uh, so, start from the beginning. Moss and I uh, went to the film the film program at York University in what? We we probably shouldn't. No, we're going to be specific. We went to. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry for everyone listening. Moss didn't want to say what film school we went to, as if like like this was big some big like non-specific monologue. It's just because I still go there, and I'm going to be like teaching students. And yeah. Stuff so we there. went to York University for all for all two people fucking listening who we cajoled into listening at Keel and Steel's location, <laughs> York University. It's not at Keel and Steel. It's more like it is. Is, is that the, the intersection? The really? intersection is Keel and Steel's. I guess it's okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's like actually, it's actually like at the border of Toronto. Like you'll see that. Welcome yeah, to it's Toronto barely even there. Toronto at this point. It's like it's North, North York. York. It's it's, North it's, York. it's not even fucking Toronto. It's not. Anyway, um, so we went. So I went. So Moss and I were in different streams in the program, though. I was in screenwriting. I did BFA in screenwriting at York University. And Moss, what did you do? I did a BA in cinema and media studies, and it was great. I had a great time. So for those who don't know anything about York University's film program, uh, there were three streams. There's screenwriting, which was me, CMS, which was Moss, like Cinema Media Studies, and there's production. So all the kids who actually got to make some fucking movies and go into the directing classes and learn <laughs> and learn actual valuable skills. So yeah, my program was just screenwriting, obviously, and I'm kind of repeating myself here. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, my program was uh, cinema and media studies, so definitely more of the theoretical side of things. I mean, I definitely, I should specify, uh, Zach and I, like, we, we went on sets a lot, and we were we were both pretty capable, uh, and we both are pretty capable on a film set, but when it came to, like, our actual, what we took away from film school, uh, or sorry, what, what was kind of part of our curriculum, uh, it was never, like, we had to, do, we had to learn a lot. from not like, a lot of tangible things that we were allowed to take. Yeah, yeah, because, like, you know, uh, there's not a lot of, like, practical kind of, like, information in a theory class or a screen, and even in a writing class. A lot of that's practical for writing, but when it comes to, like, Anything you know, else. like, how to set up a C-stand or Yeah, you know, well, things. fuck you, you're on your own, I guess, right? <laughs> uh, okay, so we start with how we became friends and when we met, Moss. Yeah, yeah, sure, let's do that. Take away, Big Tony. You want to start this off? All right. So uh, when I w- had just started at York, uh, I was I was somewhat nervous, and uh, I had some friends who I or a friend um, who went I went to high school with, and uh, they introduced me to a kind of bigger group, and eventually, 
uh, one of the people who we know, who is still a very good mutual friend of ours, uh, introduced us. And since then, we haven't stopped Which bickering. Can you just use names? You're being super unspecific. All right. about, this, is, this is a murder case. You can like name some names. There. Our friend Emma introduced us and okay. uh yeah oh yeah so yeah i met moss uh emma introduced us in what first year i guess technically end of first year actually. end of yeah like the end of first year and first year i was living in res moss always commuted from whatever fucking place you live in now i'm kidding markham <laughs> <laughs> um so then the first year we were briefly introduced we didn't really hang out that much we talked a bit a lot like no yeah we talked like it would be like casual conversations, and then we really hit it off at that party where we argued for an hour about Birdman. Yeah, that's right. Well, because remember, we also ran into each other on the bus to Wonderland. Remember, I worked in Wonderland that summer. Yes, yes, it was fun. Yeah, well, no, I think, but but no, I mean, at that point, like we had still chatted enough, and we had already talked about Birdman. And we were already kind of pals. Yeah, so Moss and I met at a, then we ran into each other in second year at some party. And yeah. we argued, like he said, we argued for a long time about the fucking <laughs> horrible movie that is Birdman. Oh, man, you were just so still wrong shit. about it. Yeah, because it all sucks. Right. Yeah, no, it doesn't, but all right. It's um, a fucking awful film. Wow, that's... Okay, uh, I know, we're going to... We, we, there's probably going to like a six-hour episode if we keep talking about this. <laughs> how does it feel to be so wrong and to think that you're right? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, you're lucky you're across the table from me. So, okay, uh, let me quickly say, the Four. central... Ar- <laughs> okay, cool. Sorry, you're setting keep, a classy tone. Keep talking. The central argument that sparked what's weird enough, like our friendship, was about uh, uh, the, like the, how pretentious Birdman was, and like because I was arguing that like actually no, it's it's quite a very smart film, and it talks about Shakespeare and and plays and New York and and and. Sorry, are, are you saying that that Birdman is the spark to our friendship? Like we wouldn't be friends if it wasn't for the existence of this movie? No, I mean, but you know, like a lot of our banter Jesus, kind of stems from the foundation for our friendship. That- <laughs> Rappy An argument. Film? I, I'm I'm sorry. Keep talking, I guess. But Oscar-winning film, yeah, just I terrible. Throw I mean, up. What, I just threw up I, a little bit in my mouth. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think uh, I think Inuritu is one of a the whore. great. It, yeah. I keep saying that. Yeah, I? you really have to cut out the horseshit. But uh, I love. Well, I love it. There are certain a we, prick, untalented. Yes, and we should also cut out swearing too. Because no, we're not going to cut out swearing. We always swear. It cuts into our potential audience. So who gives a shit? Okay, fair enough. I think the people, like, there are lots of film podcasts that swear. Who shot you? They swear all the time. Okay. It's a great podcast, by the way. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay, anyway, so what were you saying? Keep going. Um, Yeah, uh, I mean, like, honestly, in terms of discussing our friendship, there's not much to tell. We just kind of clicked after a while, and then eventually we went to New York. Well, no, there's more to it than than this. I'm going to take over from here. Um, (laughs) And so in second year... We were friends, but like low key. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? We were friends, but I found you super annoying in second year. Oh yeah, no, I was super annoying in second. You were the worst. I'm still. I'm still. No, 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 no. You're you're way better than you were in second year. (laughs) Like you're a thousand times better than you were in second year. Uh, I'm gonna sum up what annoyed me about Moss, and this is gonna sound very trivial, but (laughs) so we were in this big friend group, and we had a group chat, and Moss would always get into these big fucking rants, complaining about Marvel movies and how they differed so much from the comics, which. This is a lot. We had these. We had like fights on this group chat like several times. Really? It was about the MCU stuff. Well, it was that. It was okay. It was half about MCU stuff and half about us just disagreeing on movies. Period. 
But right, we got in these right, giant right. stupid arguments about that. And you always piss me off because I I still hate it when we're talking <laughs> about a Marvel movie and someone's like, yeah, but in the comics, uh, this happens. And here's the thing. Here's my like big problem with that. Sure. Is that like this isn't as if this isn't as if a film studio had to adapt one novel into one movie. It's like if you gave me like like 5,000 short stories and then you were like, okay, make it a two-hour movie. Okay. Like, if they're going to cut some shit out, do it. Also... Also, a comic book is a different medium than film. Not everything from a comic strip and a group of comic plots will translate over into a movie. So if you have to change a bunch of shit, fucking do it. Okay. You know, no, I, I, okay, so first off, yes, I agree. Uh, for instance, um, like I'm a big uh, believer in Alan Moore who says that like, hey, sometimes comics don't need to be adapted at all. Maybe, maybe sometimes comics stay best as a movie or whatever the original medium that it was created for. Comics stay best as a movie? Sometimes comics <laughs> stay best as comics, okay? Yeah. All right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the other things I was... Uh, in defense of uh, a very annoying uh, behavior, yeah, um, is I think that like whenever I would compare it to the comics, I wasn't doing it because it was like, oh, it's it's uh, it's worse because it's not like it. I was saying the comics were better and like they could learn more from uh, sticking close to their source material. I'm just saying, and listen, I'm not. I'm also saying that the MCU has done a lot of things way better than the comics. Like what? What if really? What, I've never heard you say this. What okay. do you think they've done right. better than the comics? So one, the MCU has humanized Captain America's character exponentially better than it was in the comics. The comics, he was very much. He was so flat. He was what? Just like a. You know, I've heard arguments that he's still kind of a flat character in the movie. No, he's okay. Ooh, that's a whole. I don't think he. I don't necessarily agree with those arguments. No, no, no. I, I see what you're saying. I don't think he's flat. I think he's infallible. There's this really great. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I can't remember video the name essay. of this YouTuber, but there's this really great video essay about how Captain America is an infallible character. Okay. Um, it's not from comic tropes. It's someone else. I'll okay, think. Anyway. It. Nerdsync. Nerdsync has a really excellent uh, video about it. But nonetheless, um, these characters uh, throughout the comics have had multiple different writers and they've had multiple different storylines where the characters' personalities change, things start happening. Like, if you look at the transition from the current Captain Marvel to Miss Marvel, uh, or sorry, uh, in the reverse, of Miss Marvel transitioning to the current Captain Marvel, their personalities are totally different. Miss Marvel used to be this kind of, like, insecure, alcoholic superhero who, like, her problems were, like, very personal, but she was incredibly powerful. And then when she transitioned, she's a far more stoic, powerful, leadership-based character who fits a lot of uh, current Marvel um, ideologies, but also, like, in general, like, I think is a better character overall. Okay. Far more engaging to watch than, like, the sad, depressing Miss Marvel who's just like, oh, I'm done with my luck. <laughs> Spider-Man doesn't even want to date me. Oh. Fucking addicts, like. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> so, anyway, as I was going to say... Um, I think in terms of characterization specifically, I think the MCU does it way better. The only character who I don't think has been as well characterized um, are probably like Hawkeye and Black Widow because they haven't been given their right times yeah. to... Uh, and their personalities have changed between movies too, between directors, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, like the Russos handle Black Widow very differently than Whedon does. And it feels like different characters at certain points, which I, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, you don't like what the Russos have done? No, I, I prefer it. You just don't I, like the difference? No, I hate what Joss Whedon did to the character. Oh, yeah, no shit. Um, so anyway, do. but that's that's a whole other thing. Okay, anyway, so maybe getting what we were talking about. So yeah, anyway, Moss and I didn't exactly get along in second year, partly attributed to our arguments about Mar Marvel Comics. I think we got along. Okay, we did get along. <laughs> I, 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 think I'm, I think I'm over-exaggerating a bit. We got along, but like... 
I, if you had told me in second year that I would have had to go on a New York trip with you, I'd have not been fucking excited. But then third year came and, you know, that chick you were dating, you and her broke up and you became better. Uh, wow. Okay. Sorry. Was that too real? <sighs> no. Yeah. So I, I guess I should preface this in third year. I had a bunch of like weird revelations about my behavior ever since I stopped uh, dating I, I, this I, asshole. Yeah, well, no, no, she wasn't an asshole. She just left me for another dude. And I was like, oh, how do I feel about this? And I was like, really miserable about it. It's an asshole thing. No, it is an asshole thing to do. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm saying that like, um, so she did that. And I was like, oh, how do I feel about this? And I was kind of like mopey for a while. And during that time, you were like, hey, you want to be mopey together? (laughs) Yeah, because I was super mopey back then. And we just, yeah, I guess we kind of made friends through just mutual misery. Yeah, that's our that's our thing. We both hate each other and ourselves. So. It was great. It was awesome. It was super healthy. We did okay. To our credit, we're making it sound like we're just two miserable lumps, but like we did cheer each other up. Like we didn't yes. just get together and like complain about shit. We got together and like distract each other by like making each other laugh at dumb shit and like hanging out and criticizing people behind their back. And also, I don't know what you're talking about. I never criticized any York, fellow York uh, colleagues. Wow, are you um, kidding me? No, well, never behind their half back. Half my uh, time at York was just talking shit about people we both knew. Yes, and none who I, I still uh, sorry I, I didn't mean to say yes. Uh, we're not naming names. <laughs> today okay 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 and anyway but i was also at the time oh yeah at the time i was president of the film students association uh right yeah we should talk about and i roped moss into that bullshit and i got him to run foreign film nights and you helped out a little bit with just with well that was about all you did really it was film foreign oh but that was a big thing all of the posters or sorry oh that's right almost did the all the posters. Almost Moster, all. did like 90% of the posters that year. And he helped out a bunch with like organizing and shit. And I would go around to classes and tutorials and I would plug our events that no one else would do. And I plugged. I plugged in my own classes. Yeah, in your own classes. I went, I went, see, I, see, while you were out there, you know, talking about doing the contract running and stuff, it and i was and renewing our constitution and getting us free clothing I, and money okay. for the events and wait, booking wait. the no, rooms. No, totally, totally true. Also, we have a constitution. <laughs> this is funny. Like student groups and like all of the, and like smaller groups having like these documents and stuff. It's just, it, to me, it feels ridiculous and redundant. Well, like you needless need bureaucracy. Them. No, like I know, but like. It's not needless bureaucracy. You need, you, if, even if we were holding a small club, you have to have a small constitution that says like, you know, what their mission statement is, how we run meetings, what our rules are when it comes to letting people in and letting people out. I guess, like, I guess. You need that shit. Bureaucracy is a necessary like evil i guess yes yes i know i just don't want it to be that's my (laughs) good for you little fucking anarchist like whoa 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 we're not talking about politics just yet um let's god not yet were you well anyway um i'm not i'm not full anarchist i hope you know i know that i'm kidding you whore like if i was full anarchist i wouldn't be here i'd be burning some build i don't even know what anarchist yeah what yeah you want to keep going no no no, just that there's like uh as someone who looks into like a lot of that kind of like social political theory and stuff there's like a lot of really weird like you can go on a rabbit hole of finding like different anarchist groups even in just toronto it's fascinating don't do it though uh yeah no i wasn't about to jump down that fucking rabbit hole okay a lot of it's just theoretical anyway like no one actually does shit um, anyway, so we made friends through that. Then we just hung out a bunch. We went to New York. That was really fun. I forced Moss to go to like four Broadway shows. It's fucking great. Right, because I just didn't want to go to them. And no, I didn't think you didn't to. want to go. Yeah. yeah, Moss did like to go to them. They were like, so much fun. Yeah. Most, Dude, uh, New York. the uh, Bronx, the, what's the, uh, Bronx, Bronx Tale, Tale musical, musical was just so, so fucking good. Good. And so was that play. Remember The Humans? Oh, yeah. No, that was excellent. That was easily like, uh, that was like a Bergman play. It was so good. I know. 
Like it was, it had so much nuance, subtlety, power. Every scene, every so character sad. was so fleshed out. Yeah, no, it was awesome. And you know who it starred? I don't really like mentioning House of Cards for obvious reasons, but do you remember uh, uh, the uh, the crappy vice president that like the poor beleaguered like uh, vice president that yeah, who just nothing good happens to him. Yeah, like and, and his wife had Alzheimer's and, and stuff. And he, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He was the he was the main character of that. What was he? Yeah, in the humans, the production we saw. He was the dad. Yeah, he was the dad. Oh shit! Yeah, because you know who the daughter, the main lead actress was. Uh, she was. Uh, if anyone ever watches The Good Wife, she was Eli Gold's daughter in The Good Wife. Oh yeah, yeah. cool. The curly haired chick. Huh. Anyway, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. For those who don't know this about me, I'm uh, super into Broadway shows. I go to New York every chance I fucking get. Wait, wait a minute, Zach. You like you like Broadway? You know, see, that's funny for you, Moss, but <laughs> people might not know that. Anyway, yeah, I've seen over sixty shows on Broadway and counting. I'm like saving up to go back to New York as soon as I can. I was there last. Uh, I was there in December. I saw King Kong the musical, and My Fair Lady, and the new play Daniel Radcliffe was in. It was so fucking good. I miss New York. Uh, yeah. Anyway. No, I, I I hear you, dude. I want to go back to New York. Like, yeah. um, my current girlfriend is. Uh, she's in Italy. Right what the now? fuck is she in Italy for? Oh, she's in there for two weeks. She's uh, lucky prick. What I is she know. doing there? No, she's going with like a bunch of her friends who have family over there, and um, they're all like partying and having a good time. And they're doing it for two weeks. Their first week is their like big tour week. So I, they, she, fuck. I've been, yeah, I know. It's I really wish everyone's I'd gone, but, fucking traveling right now. I hate it. Yeah. No. Well, listen. Here's the thing. I probably could have gone with her if I saved up more money, but unfortunately, um, as uh, you well know I'm an idiot who doesn't, <laughs> who, who doesn't think things through uh, when it comes to money. I've been saving, but I don't have enough to go traveling right now. No, no, of course not. Like I've been. We'll talk about our jobs right now, but I make very little right now. It is not good. Oh, at least you have a job. Uh, should I name where I work, or should I keep that like a side? Uh, I, 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 I'd cut that. Okay, I won't say what company, but I will say like how crappy it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. dude, dude, we, yeah. I can't not talk about how crappy it is. Okay, anyway, moving on. Okay, so, we should, so we should probably get back to our topic at hand of film school. Right. <laughs> well, we were, we're talking about, we're talking about like our experience in film school. So, right, right. Yeah. So, why did we go to film school? Oh, like, why? We should, we, yeah, that's a good you know, question, Moss. Like, yeah, we're introducing good. ourselves. We should probably explain, like, why we're into movies, why okay. we went to you film should, school. You start. I'll start. Okay. Well, yeah, um, as I just said. So yeah. I actually have kind of a roundabout weird story about why I went to film school. Uh, when I was in high school, all I liked to do was draw. I was not very interested in much else besides drawing. So when I was younger, I wanted to be a concept artist. And I wanted to work in a video game studio doing character designs. Um, and while I was there, I also took some drama classes in high school just because I was like, oh, yeah, an easy course. Yeah, and then I started being like, wow. Drama. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's like, oh, it'll be fun. I'll just goof around. But then but I was like, it's a fun class. Yeah, and and it's compelling because once you really start like learning acting, you're like, holy, holy crap! Like this, this is like a, this is a real, this is a real craft and a real skill that is incredibly hard. I didn't realize like how hard acting really is. But anyway, oh, you know, what was okay, funny was when let's I w- not give them too much credit. They're actors. I mean, like, <laughs> who cares? Oh yeah, way to alienate potential audience. So um, <laughs> I, I just you know they're actors. Let's just calm down. It's like you it's like you're doing gym class for a living. Like ooh. Oh, I actually have a lot a of hot take. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just going to interrupt Zach here. Uh, and I'm, I, I'm actually I actually have a lot of respect for actors, but you know, I've also had some issues with them and bad run-ins on set and uh, you know, I kind of have the usual problem where they do the least amount of work and get the most amount of credit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just that kind of shit and everyone knows the actor's name, but usually no one knows who wrote the fucking movie. But uh I guess that's 
Yes, but I also think, again, actors can can completely change a script. They can influence things in different ways, and it's hard to... It's hard to like. I think it's. I think it's genuinely unfair. Yeah, because that's the thing is that you could have a really good script for a movie, but if the actors suck, then the whole fucking then it pretty well destroys your script too. Yes, but if you have a really good actor, you can make an even bad script serviceable. Yeah, I know. What's your example of this, Moss? Well, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I actually. Funny enough, I actually think a lot of. Um, I think that there's a lot of like cheaper movies that or like do you know like oscars like 90s oscars bait so like those toby Maguire movies like what toby what toby um, Maguire movie oh what's the one oh okay what's eating gilbert grape that's no, not toby Maguire. no that's leo dicaprio oh, uh, they're both a bunch of the same white dude i i don't think they're the same white dude but oh, we're getting <laughs> so derailed like what are we even talking about right now okay i mean okay what's an example of a movie with a bad script you think is made good with good acting I really can't think of any right now, but if I think actually funny enough, if I think a lot about like the, the York short films that we watched over the years, I think that like either a, a bad actor could ruin a script or there were times where like, um, there were times where like, not, not to say that we watched any, like, well, we did watch. I think that's hard to like express for an audience, like these obscure York university short films that people might not have seen. No, obviously I'm just saying that like, especially on an amateur level, when the script might not be there, if you get some talented actors, um, they can kind of add a lot of those emotional nuances and, uh, and among other things, I think that they, they, they bring, they can bring something to the, to the table, especially like that, that nuance so i don't know i i think i mean if anything i usually saw the opposite with these york university short films where there'd be a really good script and then bad acting would fuck it up i mean that's don't you think you see that more often with short films especially the amateur like student level yeah of course but i'm I'm also saying that i i feel like every now and then like it is possible to find uh, a performance that's quite engaging if you just know where to look um and okay, if you know fine. how to anyway go back to let's get back to the subject it's why so yeah you took drama classes in high school yes, and why you yes. don't went to film school and what happened moss take it away so eventually uh, at a parent teacher interview conference uh, at a parent teacher interview um my drama teacher told my parents because she had seen me kind of wrangle together this haunted house project and she was like, uh, Anthony's not the best actor. <laughs> like, like, like breaking into my parents lightly. Like he, uh, he's doing, he's doing well in the class, but he's not the best actor. But what he should be doing is directing either theater or films. And, uh, that got my parents like, oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Ooh. You don't say. Oh, uh, a child could be a film director. Okay. Uh, yes. My parents are also very like. Cockney British also ca- cartoon snobs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, that's just yeah, that's you know, word for word. That's beat for beat my parents. So, and then eventually they were like, "Hey, you should do this." And I started considering it, and eventually I applied for York. I did not make it into the production program, but eventually I uh I really liked uh, cuz they kind of at the time that I applied, if you didn't get into production, they would just kind of throw you in CMS. They would like, I mean, they give you the option to go to CMS instead? Yes, they give you the option. They said, if you do want to... Do you think that happened with every production student who didn't get in? Or maybe no, it was just you no. because you, they thought you were a pretty smart dude? No, I... Oh, no, I do think that probably, like, most most of the production rejects they would send to... Uh, Fucking rejects? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't mean that. But, like, you know, some of our some of our former colleagues, including our current colleagues, were in my situation as well. 
some people like uh yeah because you said your friend peter oh yeah 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 uh well peter peter's an interesting story because he's someone who actually like broke out like in his second year he was like i'm just gonna go into production i don't care and he like reapplied and everything and eventually he got in though what he wanted to get out of it i you don't think he did uh, no i think he did uh, but Peter was kind of, in my opinion, like he was already more talented and skilled than um, I think what he what he assumed he would get out of it. Like he didn't really learn all that much. He was just on more film sets, which is fine. But I don't what, think what was his what role mostly? Was he DP most of the time? No, uh, Peter was like often a first AD, at least on York sets. But I, I think he eventually wanted he wants to direct and he wants okay, to write, okay. write. All right. All right, so that's uh, is that, so that that was my journey into, and I think from like first year, I just kind of moved around, figured it out. Was that it? Is that the entirety of your whole origin I, I story? Did I ever say that I had an interesting <laughs> origin story? I was just asking if you school? were done, Moss. Yes, yes, go on. Okay, so for me, Moss didn't really ask, but I'm just gonna say it because he's super fucking why rude. Would I, why would I ask? Why would you not? You little fucking okay. Get mad, die mad. <laughs> Wow. You have to edit that out. Abs- no, that's staying in. Yeah, the burp is staying in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so for me, uh, I didn't actually... Um, so while, while I am in Toronto, living in Toronto now, and I went to university in Toronto, I actually grew up in Ottawa. Quick summary of my whole life. Uh, I was born in Toronto. When I was 10, I moved to Ottawa. And then I kind of like went to high school there and everything. And then uh, I came back to Toronto for university because I got in New York. So originally, so I went to high school, I went to a high school in Ottawa called Canterbury High School, like, like, you know, the Canterbury Tales, that type of shit. Um, It was the, I know there are a lot of arts high schools in Toronto, but uh, in Ottawa, there's only one arts high school and that was in it. Um, I was in a literary arts program there and, uh, you know, I learned a lot about writing. We didn't, the writing we dabbled in was like mostly short stories, a fucking ton of poetry, uh, all different kinds of goddamn poetry. Mm. And uh, I fucking, I did not like writing poetry that much. I'm glad I did it to explore the different avenues of poetry and to make myself like get out of my own shell in terms of what I like to write. But like, I don't know if you agree with me, but I think I've read a lot of bad screenplays and the only thing worse than reading a bad screenplay is reading a bad poem. I mean, (sighs) bad poetry is like, bad poetry can be very bad. Yeah, I, well, you you kind of have to, like, I also feel it's, like, limited based on, like, age, right? Like, a lot of us are young people with, or a lot of people who initially study art, especially in school, are typically young people who are in the school system and who don't, uh, I shouldn't say this because there's plenty of talented, like, prodigies who kind of pop out of nowhere, but for the most part, most people who do especially poetry especially poetry when they're young and growing up like they they can't even look back on their poetry because it's so cringy and bad yeah anyway um so i I explored different types of writing there but um i kind of found my way to script writing because we used to do these that we used to do these things called coffee houses and i know that's not exactly a foreign concept to anyone but how it worked is that um every year every grade would host a coffee house and how these coffee houses worked is that everybody would pick a theme and your theme had nothing to do with what people presented because the coffee houses were there for people to come read poetry and their short stories. Sometimes people did stand up. It was like kind of an all around different types of shit. 
And how it would work is that you'd have a set of like five to seven people who would read. And then in between those sets of people, you'd have sketches that had to do with the theme. So there were people, we'd have, we did a mafia sketch, I'm sorry, a mafia theme one year. We did a Scooby-Doo another year. Someone did Hitchcock once. Okay, wait, can I, can I just quickly interject for a second? Yeah. yeah. I just love the fact that like we can do a mob theme. Like, like, oh, yeah. isn't it funny that like pirates and mobsters and like these people who would actually kill, murder, and pillage and do terrible Maybe things? Maybe like pirate themed birthday a, parties. Yeah, for like kids. that's a fun thing for kids. Hey, man, they're fucking great. You know what's funny actually about the mob theme that you mentioned? So originally we wanted to call it a mafia coffee house, right? And right, right. One of my teachers suggested a joke calling it like the coffee nostra. Get it? Yes, I, I get, get it. it. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I, I, yeah. Thank okay. You. Thank you. Well, very good. We had to get these posters approved by the vice principal, the principal. They had to sign them in order for us to photocopy them and put them up around the school. And we went to the principal and we were like, okay, so we have this poster. It's called a mafia coffee house. And she's like, uh, and you know what she said? She said, uh, you guys can't use the word mafia because it would be a Offensive to Italians. Well, Zach, as a half Italian, I can tell you that not only do we all love the mob, <laughs> if you've ever seen... You're all in the mafia, right? Well, yeah, we're all in the mob. Don't you know how Well, here's Well, here's what I find funny. is Isn't that sentence offensive in and of itself? Because it's not like Italians are the only ones that have mafia. There's a Russian yeah. mafia. There's an Irish mafia. There's a Japanese mafia. Yeah, there's a Ukrainian mafia. It's almost mafia. like the idea of organized crime is not based... It's you fucking universal. Yeah. It's Well, I mean, you, you, have, you have to think about it like this. Italians have, for a long time, because of our uh, historical situation, so to speak, uh, we've had uh, a rich history of violent crime in New yeah, York. Yeah, okay, we get it. You're Italian. Let's, let's keep bring it back to the. I was just saying, <laughs> like, we, it's it's more about perception rather than like if it was the Russian mob that really took off during Capone's time. I'm sure that it would be a bigger stereotype for Rus- uh, for Russian people now. Uh, versus, like, it just happened to kind of be the Italian yeah, kind yeah, of Sicilian yeah. mob. I guess they weren't really very Sicilian. We're getting, this isn't like a cultural, historical, sociopolitical podcast. Let's bring it back to the film world, shall we? All right. Anyway, that was a small story. Is that we got really, so we, in the end, we couldn't call it a mafia coffee house. We called it a speakeasy coffee house instead because that was the closest we could get. Okay. And our, it was so fucking annoying. Um, but it was good, it was good sketches. Anyway, but the point is that the theme, the sketches would have to do with the theme. And in my class, all our sketches were like full out plays. Like we did the Adams Family one year, and each sketch was like a full out like plot of an Adams Family thing. It was great. I played Gomez, fucking awesome. <laughs> anyway, through doing those coffee houses, you, and you make writing, the best Gomez. Yeah, I, I would. It, oh, it's yeah. all on YouTube actually. Oh, I might put that in the episode notes. You can watch them if oh, you want. Good God, I need to watch. This. Oh, it's fantastic. Anyway, okay, yeah, go on. Go and see tenth grade me. <laughs> Yes, it's all I've ever wanted. Shut up. Um, (laughs) So through doing that, I realized that I really liked writing scripts. I liked uh, the stage, but originally when I was when it came when twelfth grade came along, and we were applying to university programs and trying to you know decide your whole career over the span of like six months to apply. Yeah, when Uh, you're like. When you're like 17. Yeah, 18, 17. have no idea what the hell you want to do with your life. Yeah, no flaws. Hey, make all your fucking decisions. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) so I thought I wanted to go to law school like my mom. And I was like, oh, I'll do an undergrad, a history undergrad, and then go to law school and blah, 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 blah. But instead, I didn't realize that like one could like write scripts for a living or there were any actual post-secondary programs devoted to teaching that subject. But then a friend of mine, uh, she went to, you know her too, Moss, Vanessa Sandoval. She was in my high school and in my class, and she told me about the screenwriting program at York University. And I think it still is the only university in Canada to offer a BFA in screenwriting. 
as far as I know, I haven't been able to find any. Uh, there are no. There are other. There are colleges that offer like certificates and diplomas in screenwriting. And Matt, you can do masters in screenwriting at other places. Right. But this is right. the only place that actually offers you a like a BF, like a full four year undergrad in screenwriting. Yeah, and I don't. And it told, fucking prides itself on that. That's all it fucking tells you. Yeah, but what's funny is like I don't know how long that's gonna last. Just you because, think, well, I, it's, well, you lately, say that, but like, what other schools have opened up? That no, no, but, screening programs? no, that, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, I feel like York's screenwriting program, they've been kind of trying to let it dwindle out and die for well, a while. Well, they time. should because the fucking, I mean, they got a lot of things they got to fix. I don't think it's an awful program, but I think there's a lot of shit they should fix. Anyway, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Vanessa said she was applying. I was like, fuck it, I'll apply too. Then I got into the interview, I did the audition well, and then they accepted me and they didn't accept Vanessa funnily enough but she got in like I think the year after for production yeah so it all worked out in the end uh and uh, yeah and then I went I actually did enjoy my I actually really do did enjoy my screenwriting classes I wish there were more of them mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. I discovered I liked writing features I like writing pilots I like writing for television uh I like writing scripts in general and I still write to this day obviously I'm still my goal is to so yeah let's talk about our goals now career wise oh no, what a smooth transition I'll, right exactly uh, you know we talk about why we went to film school and then um, so yeah uh, my goal uh, is to become a showrunner essentially long long form show long term I want to be a showrunner but I really want to get in a writer's room if I had my druthers I would write for a live action sitcom like primetime I've also been considering trying to explore the right the route of uh, writing for animation there's a lot of uh, kids animated shows that get written in Toronto like uh, Hotel Transylvania that show and uh, Total Drama Rama and, does uh, the ho- sorry? Does the Hotel Transylvania TV show still have Adam Sandler doing the voice? No. Well, you think they can afford Adam Sandler? No. It's a, you know it's funny. Adam but Sandler's- see, I don't feel like he should be expensive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. I if I was Adam Sandler, I wouldn't value my work that much. Okay. First off, I think there's a lot of hate for Adam Sandler, and I get it. But also, I think he's a very funny guy, and also he's a really good fucking actor. Have you seen Meyerowitz stories? I, I've seen Meyerowitz. I've seen Punch Drunk Love. I've seen He's him. He's such a good actor. No, no, no. Listen, he is, but he can be, and at times chooses not to because he's lazy. He is not. Okay, I don't want to insult Adam Sandler because I don't think he is that lazy. I think even at his worst, he's trying. I think they were just bad attempts. Consistently, and like, think about. Th- I'm sorry, but there are there are a lot of Hollywood people who are like. I think honestly, even Pixels. I watched Pixels, and it's garbage. But I watched it, and I never thought Adam Sandler's being lazy. I think he's trying his best and just really failed. Like, but but also Adam Sandler, if you're listening to this, I'm a big fan. I love you. I love Adam Sandler. Hey, Adam Sandler, if you're listening to this, like, get your shit together, man. Moss. No, he's a great. Fu- he's fucking funny. Have you seen his Netflix stand-up special? No, no. I'm not saying he's not funny. I'm saying his films are poorly disguised vacations that he takes. Yes. Yeah, you can't even deny it. And the other thing too <sighs> is like a lot of undeserved hate. No, I understand that. I'm not saying he's bad at what he does. I'm saying that the choices that he makes don't seem like they service his art or his comedy. They seem like they're based in like, oh, I kind of want to like take some time off. And like, how do I like? How do I fund my vacation? Because I want to go up in a cabin. Oh, I know. I want to like. I want to go up in a cabin with like a bunch of my friends. So I'll get like some. We'll call it like grown ups, and it'll just be okay, me and a bunch of my friends. One wasn't that bad. Grown ups two was absolute fucking garbage. Uh, they're both absolute. Grown ups one is mediocre at bad, at worst. No, I disagree. I think it's terrible. I don't think it's terrible. I think, I think it's, it's fine. like I think, I think it's, it's just like fine. Flaming dog shit. I, I don't. Okay, <laughs> wow. You got a lot of you got a lot of hate. A lot of feelings are coming out here, aren't they? All right. Listen. 
if you want me to be straight up, I think that um, Adam Sandler can be talented. I think he needs to work with more capable people, and I think people enable uh, his kind of cheaper scripts to get in production. That's what you sound like. That's you. All right. I'm glad we're having <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I like Adam Sandler. For, I don't have a problem uh, with him. I also hear he's a pleasure to work with. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, no, dude. Like, everyone who talks about Sandler just loves working with him. That's why, you know what? I think that's part of the reason he keeps getting movies made. Because people just have yeah. a good fucking time well, yeah. working with he's him. He's probably, like, he's he's probably a really great guy. Like, even to, like, because I've heard their stories about, like, did you ever hear? I've heard the Wonderland. When I was still at Wonderland, the people who worked there the yeah. summer before me met him because he was shooting yep. Pixels in 2014. Yeah. Well, I I, uh, I worked. Did you meet him? Uh, no, you didn't. So I don't know why you're fucking bringing <laughs> I met Josh Gad, okay, when he was there. Did you actually? Yeah. Oh, I saw him live on Broadway. It was fucking great. Yeah, but I got to like, you know, I like said hi. Why'd you hang out? Did you hang out with him or just that said hi? No, he was just like, he was. Ra- he had a crowd by him. Why was he, he was there at Wonderland? What was he shooting in Toronto? Oh, was, I guess he was in Pixels. Yeah, he was in Pixels with Sandler. I forgot Josh Gad was in Pixels. Yeah, and he went along with Sandler and he wasn't as popular there as Sandler. Well, no so shit, when he came he... by when I was working, I was like, hey, I, I like your work. I think you're a funny guy. I like, because at the time he was on that show, The Comedians with Billy Crystal. Which um, I was watching. It was an FX show that didn't last that long. Was it a fiction? Show? I haven't heard of this. No, no, no. It was, and it, they were literally playing themselves. It's kind of a curb enthusiasm. I found it funny. Not everyone did. I think like it was in, it was extremely meta. Mel Brooks is in a few episodes, and it's he's awesome. I love seeing Mel Brooks on screen. It's based off the movie The Comedian. No, there was a yeah. Was there a movie called The Comedians? Well, there's a TV movie uh, called The Comedian. Well, that is. Where- that's not a movie. That's just. Well, no, but back Television. in the day, no, no, trust me, back, it was like early TV movie where it was like a, it was like a 50 minute year? program. I think it was in the 50, we watched it in film art. In the art. 50s? We watched it. Oh, 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 I remember that one. The comedian where it was like, was that with, who's in it? Who was that guy? Mickey Rooney? Yeah. Mickey Rooney was in it. Yeah. And he was like that depressing drama where he has that breakdown at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that was fucking based on. No, I don't think it. I, th- I think it's literally just name relation, to be honest. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back on goddamn topic. Hotel Transylvania, um, the show. This can you believe this is where that stemmed from? Uh, Adam Sandler's character isn't even in it. Dracula is not even in Hotel Transylvania. No, no, no. So the plot is that it's you know his daughter in the movies. Yes. Yes. Uh, the plot is that the show takes place when she's a teenager, and it's about oh, her having to try okay. to look after. It's about her and her friends, like the kids of all the Universal monsters, uh, getting into different shenanigans while they're left at the hotel alone. While uh, Adam Sandler's character is like on, like is like off doing other shit. Yeah, and they're looked after by like her aunt or something, who's pretty evil or scary or whatever. Her design is pretty cool. It's like it's like I've watched a bit. There's, there's like a chunk of episodes that are on Netflix that are pretty decent. Hmm. That's interesting. Anyway, and I've met some of the I've met some of the writers for that, and uh, I'm just glad it's being written in Toronto. And I got a season two, so you know. Is it anyway, funny? like, is it good? Oh, it's not bad. Okay. Uh, it's like it's not. I don't. I don't. I don't want to insult it because I don't. I don't think it's bad by any means, but I don't watch it. I think it is meant for a much younger audience. Right. Like right. it's made for maybe like a SpongeBob audience. Okay, so there's some jokes that might be like solid, but for the most part, you're not getting like hyperbrow comedy. Uh, I don't want to say that necessarily. Because like, just... is it like, is it like Gravity Falls funny? Where there's like, like no, I, no. Okay, so it's not. But it's funny. also very different from Gravity Falls. It's more like um, I'm trying to fucking think of something to compare it to. You know what? It's almost more like a little bit more like Titans Go. 
Right. And it's very okay. fast paced. It's crazy. Uh, there are good jokes. I think the plots they handle are pretty decent too. And, and it's very fun, fast animation, but it's not something at my, I'm like 23, right? So it's not something at my age I sit down and I'm like, oh my God, I can't stop watching such as like Gravity Falls or like regular show. Right. But it's yeah. not, but, but that being said, I want to be clear. It's not a, it's not, I don't watch it and think, oh, this is garbage. It's just not no, necessarily, yeah, yeah. it's not for me. I mean, like there's, um, the new DuckTales show is really good. So like I, I've I haven't been, watched it. Is it really, is it good? Yeah. I, I actually think it's quite exceptional. But, okay, good. Because um, actually, you know, what? I gotta be honest. Disney nowadays puts out really fucking good kids animated shows. Which I like. Finally, like I, I have they ever th- not? I I always loved yeah. kids animated okay, shows listen, growing l- up. L- let me explain. So at, at a certain point, like the uh, not uh, what's his name, Dan Schneider, the guy who did iCarly, Drake and Josh, and a bunch of the Nickelodeon sitcoms. Okay. Um, that there was a particular era of time where both Disney, Nickelodeon, and and even Cartoon Network. Uh, we're trying out these like live action attempts so we had shows like drake and josh we had shows like hannah montana um we had uh sweet life of zach and cody and stuff. i think disney still makes fucking anim- live action no, shows they like do. that they like uh they're, they're like or life with derek they're past yeah <laughs> but they're, they're, they're even past like more stuff pa- past our time uh, as children like um, like what good luck charlie and shit like that oh they're way past that they're way past shake it up they're yeah, way past know, like they're, they're dog even- with a blog oh if you ever mention dog with a blog one more time on the podcast, hey, hey, I want you to, I want you to, over. I want you to thank our Lord and Savior <laughs> Jesus Christ no. that dog with a blog exists. No, not dog. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, what's your point? Get to your, get to your, uh, <laughs> get to the point. I forgot because you distracted me by reminding me that dog with a blog. Is dog, a with thing. A blog. dog with a blog. Actually, can we get dog with a blog sponsoring us? I know. I think it's off the air. Well, I, I want. I want. I want. I want. I want to. I want to like a ten minute thing where it's Our like. Oh yeah, Casper like, mattress. Uh, fucking Squarespace. Squarespace. Audible.com and something. And, uh, by and the dog time. with a blog. <laughs> Yeah, we're just like in the middle of like, and yeah, and you can use code Film School to get fifteen percent off on Squarespace. On uh, yeah, fifty percent off your uh, dog with a blog, baseball cap, and t-shirts. <laughs> and the, yeah, and then the next one is like, and uh, also sponsoring us this week, we've got uh, Disney Channel with their dead show. Life dog may be rough. Oh, no, what, what, uh, Life might be rough, but with a blog, things can't get any rougher. No, you said rough twice. It doesn't really work. So anyway, let's move on to the next uh, topic of conversation. Uh, yeah, so we were talking. Okay, but your point is that what? You, sorry, are you saying there was a segment of bad? I'm just okay. But my point was that I was trying to make is that Disney has always put out pretty good animated shows for kids. Right. Yeah. No, I, I don't think always. I think there's been some times where Disney, Nick, and especially Disney has slipped up. But okay, what's a most bad part- animated show specifically that they've put out for kids? Yeah, that's right. You can't fucking think of any. Well, it's unfortunate because I'm blinded by the memories that I like, like Phineas and Ferb. Currently, they have Milo Murphy's Law that I really like. Yeah, I've never uh, seen Milo. What the hell is Milo Murphy's Law? It's the it's the Phineas and Ferb team, and it's in that universe actually. But it's a new kid who's literally his whole gimmick is that he's he is like Murphy's Law and he, like everything and, and bad human, happens, to just him. constant bad luck in extreme situations. And he's voiced by Weird Al Yankovic. So that what the hell? Yeah, and the music. It, every episode if you thought Phineas and Ferb had good music Milo Murphy's Law kills it every single episode okay I'll have to check Doofen it out Doofenshmirtz is also in it too um, and he has a, yeah and he has an arc what? yeah that like recently came to a close okay okay I'll, I'll watch it I gotta have to put that on my list it's, too yeah it's quite interesting anyway, but you remember the, remember the good uh, Disney animated shows when we were young Lloyd in Space 
Lloyd Space, yeah. Disney's Reese. Kim Possible was my favorite. Oh, did you know? Did you know the guy who voiced Gus in in Disney's Reese has voiced Lloyd and Lloyd in Space? Yeah, yeah, I know that. Oh, well, I didn't know that till last night. Well, a lot of the a lot of their core voice acting team is like the. Uh, anyway, but you also had like Kim Possible, the Weekenders. That yep. fucking great. That was fucking great. I love the Weekenders. The replacements. Anyway, where um, where were we? What was the same as time from? Anyway, um, <laughs> we were t- <laughs> we're talking about Hotel Transylvania and what you eventually want to do. What eventually I want to do. I want to be a showrunner. If I had my druthers, I'd write for animated shows, get in a writer's room. I want, I want to write for television. I want to create my own fucking sitcom one day. Uh, I want to be a goddamn showrunner, that type of shit. I'd like to stay in Canada and do it. Honest, uh, I've thought about going to the States, but like, I don't have the money. Also, like, I was, we'll talk, that's a whole other discussion we have to talk about later is the options of Canadians going to the States. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, Although, honestly, I'd be, if you told me right now that my whole career would be in the Canadian film industry in Toronto, I'd be okay with that because I do like Toronto. I do like living here. So, I guess um, my main goal is that I want to finish my master's degree. Eventually, I would like to go into, like, do a PhD and eventually maybe work into a professorship kind of role. But it's kind of hard to say right now. Sure, I really like making also YouTube videos and uh, kind of like new media projects. I'm, I'm also like an experimental filmmaker. But uh, for the most part, I'm kind of mostly interested in eventually working my way into uh, making short films and then eventually feature films. I'd really like to direct some features. And uh, yeah, I'd really like to make a name for myself in the film industry, especially the Canadian film industry at some point. I don't know how realistic a goal that is. But uh, it's an idea. That's 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 it's kind not of that idea. unrealistic. Calm down. No, I don't. I don't mean to make it seem like it's like this impossible feat or anything. I'm just saying, you know, there's um, there is a lot of really healthy, a lot of constantly emerging new talent, especially in Toronto. And um, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying that it's not going to happen. I'm just saying it's 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 not easy. Like we've got we've got a lot of people who are really quite talented here. Um. Yeah, it's also more difficult because in the Canadian film industry, unlike the U.S. film industry, there's like way less jobs, period, because we're producing way less Canadian content here. Well, keep in mind, L.A. has a bigger population than us. As a I know, but also our Canadian state. networks just don't give a shit about making anything Canadian. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the CBC. Other than CBC. <laughs> other than CBC. But like yeah. Rogers doesn't really give a shit apart from their like, what? what's the sitcom Rogers is doing now? I, I don't know. But those oh, are. I think they're doing Jan and they're doing um, Hudson and Rex as the procedural, as a drama. That's Rogers? Yeah, that's Rogers. Okay, right on. Is that, is that C- is CTV Rogers? City TV is Rogers. City. Bell uh, is CTV. Right, okay. And Chorus is Global. Yes. No, no, okay, yeah. Uh, do you know? Well, no, I. Uh, Just kidding. Is that a, is that a challenge? No. Uh, <laughs> you want to keep? Yeah. You're working on your novel there? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend you just didn't do that. Um. So I I what I'm the reason that I I I bring up like American versus Canada or well I te- technically you did but I was just gonna say. Uh, yeah, just hit your fucking mic, Moss. It's not gonna screw up the sound at all. Good job. Moss just sitting over here, waxes mic stand. It's really, really productive. Thanks. I'm sorry. Okay, so, <laughs> so one of the things that I quite personally find interesting is like we're in this situation where we have producers and we have these big networks that um, have decent reach all over the country, not just in southern Ontario, not just in BC, all over the country. And 
their main priority is, well, we already have American companies who want to put their stuff out. Why bother funding stuff when we can just take their stuff and make a quick buck? Yeah, because they're broadcasters, right? They they value the American times. They, Amer- they they value their time slots more for the American shit than they do than they do making actual Canadian content. Because they can save money that way, right? That's, that's well, the, uh, I think it's more than saving. It's not about saving money. It's by the fact that people. It's by the fact that like. Uh, What's it called? Well, the work's when, already like, done for them. They don't have to spend more on labor to make the show. Well, they, no, but they're still spending a different amount on the licensing fees for it, though, Moss. But that's, that's nothing compared to, like, you know, a decent amount. Making yeah, it. but also they're making more money off showing the American show. And they're often usually getting American shows that they already know have marketing budgets behind it. We already know have higher budgets. I know, budgets, I know. So. Regardless, I wish there was more devotion to making more Canadian content. Yeah. Quite frankly, okay, this is this is something we'll get into in a later episode, but I think the CRTC should be fucking um, coming down harder on Canadian networks. And if you ask me, there should be a mandate that there is at least one hour of actual Canadian fictional content on prime time per week on every Canadian network. Okay. Why do you think that? Because I think they get around it easily because you can, because you know what they can call Canadian content? Uh, they can make a, an episode of Property Brothers and they can call it Canadian content under the documentary uh, category. Or they can make a Canadian infomercial and slap it on a 2.30 a.m. time slot and that counts as their Canadian content. It doesn't actually have to be prime time. I think you should be forcing people to actually make fictional shows like a sitcom or a drama. And you're not okay. And you're not saying this for any other reason other than you want to have that kind of marketplace. Well, I'm saying that because because it would be very I mean, use, it, it, it would a, be very convenient for you if we did have those standards because that means we, we would have somewhat of a well. Okay, first it wouldn't ju- don't act like it's just benefiting me. Yes, I want to create. It a would benefit in me Canada. too. I'm just. It saying. would benefit lots of people who want to go into the Canadian film industry and right. write for television yes. films. Yes. It benefit a lot of directors and producers and sound ops. It would benefit everyone on a crew level because if all of a sudden everybody needs to produce a Canadian sitcom, that's a bunch of people getting jobs. It's not like just the writers are getting paid. That's also employing actors and boom ops and second ads and first ads. Yes. And line producers and production managers and PAs, like yes. and the unions. Get it? Listen, Zach. Little <laughs> Obviously I get it. I don't mean to be like, you know. But are you against the idea? No. Huh? No, no. What I'm saying is like, um, I wonder about the tastes of Canadian audiences, right? In what way? Like okay. if they would even watch okay. them shows? So hold on a second. So the question is, why is it? So is it just because it's all cheaper or is it because that Canadian audiences tend to like different things? Now, obviously, that's not necessarily true since we like our American stuff. But also, it's not true because there's a lot of Canadian television shows that do well, period. Yeah, like Shit's Creek and Mr. D and other stuff. Shit's like- Creek, Mr. D, Murdoch Mysteries, which is like the Simpsons of Canadian television. Heartland. Um, what else? A Private Eyes is doing you know, well. Did you know that like... I didn't know this. Heartland has like a crazy big following. Yeah, I know it has a big following. And it's never going to die. I, I hope it doesn't. At least it's a Canadian show that's getting made. Winona Earp, everyone loves. Killjoys. Is that still going? No, it ended, but people did love it. <laughs> it went on for five seasons, though, and it had a big yes, following. And yes, it was for like Space, which is the Canadian sci-fi version. I'm... Yes. Anyway, I'd also... um. What the fuck am I missing? I think I'm like I'm missing one. Regardless, Canadian shows do well. Corner Gas, people love Corner Gas. Yeah. yeah. The animated series is out now. Okay. Letter Kenny. I'm, I'm going to cut off this discussion right now because I realize that we're like getting kind of close to an hour mark right now. So we have other stuff to discuss. Yeah. Um, so let's get through like our introductions as in like like who we are, like what do we like. I think like. we kind of just did over the no, past. I, 
but our favorite movies and okay, stuff. Okay, so one like question that. is we're talking about our Moss. What's your I'm gonna ask Moss, what are your top two favorite movies? And then I'm gonna ask you what your top two favorite movies are. Yeah, I think they now. gathered that, Bozo. Oh. Did you just call me Bozo? Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I went I used the B word, yeah, that's so right. <laughs> Jeez, are you even allowed to say that? Fucking Christ. <laughs> anyway, what are your two favorite movies, Moss? Uh, so, um, at first I thought it was going to be a hard question because I know what my favorite movie is, but so I'm, I'm still kind of up in the air of how I feel like it. I think my, my most favorite film of all time is this movie from 1966 called Persona. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's... Fucking Persona. <laughs> Uh, it's this Ber- it's this Ingmar Bergman film that's about these two women who end up uh, realizing new things about each other at this cottage, and uh, it's essentially them with a lot of like heavily experimental sequences. Uh, it's this black and white film. It's as Zach has probably said, it's very pretentious. It's about this ragtag baseball team in Sweden. <laughs> this ragtag baseball team taught by and, an, taught by a coach who's like an alcoholic and an ex baseball player. Yeah, and how are they gonna beat? How are they gonna beat the rival team in the finals? It's called Bad News Bergman. Bad uh, News Bergman, and Bergman he's like this depressed coach, and he's just <laughs> like, uh, we have to play the baseball, and that will be it. And everyone's just a lot like, of heavy drinking, and most of the time he's like unintelligible. <laughs> All right, Igmar. I think I think our first baseman's finally right. I don't care. He throws a he throws like a bottle at him. It just gets like really painfully awkward. It's not yeah. funny anymore. It's just like a sad portrait of Igmar in okay, his last Okay. Anyway, pers- this is the persona is a sad portrait, isn't it? I wouldn't call oh, it that, but it's it like back. yeah. Wow. Nice. After that, after that crappy baseball bit too. Very nice. Fuck you. That was funny. Until you took over. I'm kidding. More or less. Are you done? <laughs> yeah, anyway, Persona, you like Persona. Right. So, uh, Persona is really good because uh, it's all about fluid identity. The performances are amazing. Like, B.B. Uh, Anderson and Lee Ullman are like, uh, they were just two of, they were just this unquestionably powerful duo that y- you watch and you don't really understand what their relationship is until the very end. And it just becomes this like fascinating exploration of identity and, uh, and like the, the, What's it? The philosophy around performance. Uh, who are we? Like, are are we always performing our own identity? Are we always doing stuff? It's, you know, it, it asks a lot of big questions. And I think my second favorite movie is this movie called Taste of Cherry. It's this film by Abbas Kiarostami. Oh, and, right. Uh, You're not going to do the other one? No, I mean, uh, the other one that I was thinking about is uh, Black Girl. And it's and it's an excellent movie, don't get me wrong. And spoilers, it's it's what I'm going to be talking about a little bit later when I ask you to watch Calm something. Calm down. You're not even, you haven't gotten there yet, you shit. <laughs> But um, the reason I'm conflicted about it is just because Taste of Cherry is a film that uh, came across my life at a very personal, a personally effective time. Like it was the kind of the right film I had to watch at the right time. But then I rewatched it later and I realized this isn't this isn't just context specific. I think this is like one of the great films of all time. Uh, it's about this dude who is trying to find a good way to like Zach's Zach's making fun of me <laughs> again. Um, yeah, but visually, so but visually, the so the joke isn't really going to come across. No, it's it's fine. It's just uh, it's just targeted towards me. Anyway, keep going. That's hard too when you keep on interrupting. So anyway, it's this Iranian. <laughs> so yeah, it's this Iranian film that I think is uh, it has some of the most beautiful imagery, and I think any other film I've ever seen. Most of it is this like slow, quiet. This guy just driving around in a car. So you, you're watching and you're like, what's going on? But then eventually, when things start coming together, especially again, the ending is just. It's a real sucker punch, and I think it's great. Zach. Got a real twist to ruin there, huh? Um, no, I don't care. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say, Moss? You're going to ask me a question? No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> what are your two favorite movies, man? Uh, mine are more basic choices than Moss's uh, very academic film schooly choices. All right, I mean. My two, shut up. Um, my two favorite movies are Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. For Raiders of the Lost Ark, I mean, I'm assuming most of you fucking know what it is, so talking about it's a little redundant, but, you know, it's Spielberg, it's such a good adventure, uh, Indiana Jones, Finding the Ark of the Covenant. It is just it is just such a perfect movie, and I love watching it. I think I've seen it more times, and I've had a hot meal at this point. Um, Are you often eating cold, or like, what? Shut up. It's a, it's a term. It's a phrase. Oh, really? I, I, I thought that you were being completely literal. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. Do you think I'm not being sarcastic right now? Shut up, Moss. <laughs> anyway, I think it's like the quintessential adventure film. It's a fucking great time. It's so much fun. Moss, do you have any, do you agree? Isn't it good? Jerk yeah, it off a oh little my, bit. D- okay. See, then you put it like that. I was about to be like, yeah, it's great. But now I'm like imagining <laughs> like Spielberg being like, yeah, jerk off my movie. <laughs> the um, fucking South Park voice. Yeah, for some reason Spielberg. <laughs> he's like a live South Park character in real uh, life. All right, keep going. This is getting... You like... Yeah, you like Raiders? Yes. I think... Um, I think I like Last Crusade a little more. Um, I think I'd I think I'd agree with you that it might be the better movie, but for me, Raiders, it's just because it's the first one, and it was the beginning of that type of adventure movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We yes. haven't really. I I can't even think of a movie that's really ever gotten back there, except for like Romancing the Stone, maybe. Right. And right. in terms of the adventure and the scope of it, I mean, and maybe and maybe Brendan Fraser's the first Brendan Fraser mummy from like 1999. Is it 1999? I I, I still don't even I, I don't really even like that mummy movie. You don't movie. like that mummy? No. I love that mummy movie. I don't think the CGI has aged well at all. I think I think it, I like that kind of like old CGI. I think it's a fun type of CGI where they just we're just going nuts with it. I don't I don't think it's as good as Raiders by any means, but I think it's a good. I like it. I enjoy it. I, I think it, at, at times it captures that same kind of essence. But I'm also like someone who I don't know why. I can't take Brendan Fraser seriously. Brendan at Fraser all. can't take you seriously. No one can take me seriously. We're talking about Brendan Fraser. So the reason I can't wow. take every Brendan time every time we have a fight, Moss is like we're talking about Brendan Fraser. We're talking about when we're actually talking about don't, Big Tony don't, over here. Don't you do any what about right now? We are talking about Brendan. You want to know? It's actually really funny. In the what? new Doom Patrol, Brendan Fraser's back and he plays uh, Robot Man. That was Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol is this really excellent TV show you should watch. I don't fucking know what you're talking about. Probably should watch it. I've never even heard of this. Or, you know, I've heard the name, but I don't know anything about it. Anyway, well, it's a, it's a lot to explain, but essentially it's based off these really excellent cl- comics by Grant Morrison. Okay, we're getting off topic You don't here. have to worry about it. Brendan Fraser is great in it. Just going to keep talking. I can't take Brendan Fraser seriously. Good for you. Except I'm so me. happy for you, Moss. Okay. Anyway, I like Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's one of my favorite movies. The other favorite movie is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest uh, with Jack Nicholson. Again, I think most people know this. I forget who. You know what's funny? I don't remember who the hell directed this movie. Which you think for it being my favorite movie, I would know, right? But I don't. <sighs> yeah. For those who don't know the plot, um, Jack Nicholson plays this guy who he commits some crime. I don't actually think they ever reveal what it is even. But um, in order to get out of going to prison, he pretends that he's mentally unwell. So they send him to this mental hospital. And it's about him just kind of screwing around there, making friends with everybody. And there's this horrible nurse named Nurse Ratchet. Gets really fucking sad. Has a super sad ending. And I love every minute of it. Just a good movie. A lot of pathos. Um, it, it's a really good. It's almost like a character piece. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. There's like a good ensemble of patients there. And you really get to know them all very well. Uh, yeah, and, and you it, really feel for them. 
Yeah, and and again, like, what an iconic ending, right? Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. If for those who haven't, I won't spoil it, but you should watch. If you haven't yeah. watched, I don't know. That's like an impactful. I don't know why you're listening to this, but. That's an intense ending, and I love it. Yeah. Anyway, so those are my two favorite movies of all time. Uh, are we sure we have time for the two favorite TV shows, or we save that for next? No, let's do, let's get our introduction stuff out of the way. No Fine, my fa- I'll start with my two favorite TV shows. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. My two favorite TV shows are The Sopranos and Seinfeld, mm-hmm. which, again, I don't think I have to justify this. Both have been hailed as the greatest sitcoms and dramas of all time. Yep. I don't think anything has really come close to and nothing For me, there have been a lot of sitcoms that have held up to Seinfeld's level, but nothing has surpassed Seinfeld in terms of quality. Some things that have come close for me are maybe like uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Curb has come pretty close, actually. In fact, if anything, I think Curb is the closest of all. Uh, Veep as well. Mm. Um, mm. Those are about it. Uh, other sitcoms I like, just to give a little perspective to like my whole taste in television, because uh, I think I enjoy... I, I've become more of a connoisseur of television than films recently. But, okay, that sounds very snobby, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, other, other sitcoms I really love. Do you love. see how I didn't make fun of you for being snobby, though? You gave me a look, and I knew you were thinking it. But do you see how I like held back? Do, well, do my whole friendship is our whole friendship is me making fun of you for being snobby. Yeah, and and oh yeah, wow. Now that I, <laughs> wow. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah. So my other sitcoms I love Parks. Life. I love Parks and Rec. I love Veep, Thirty Rock, Atlanta. Uh, I, I guess I'll count this as a sitcom. Glow. I fucking love Glow. The new season just came out. I'm like nine episodes in. Fucking good shit. BoJack Horseman. Um. What are other good sitcoms? Well, let's give me something else to work with here. Community before it sucked. Right, right. I do like Rick and Morty, despite the fact it has the most toxic fan base I've ever fucking seen on the internet. I I want to like more of Dan Harmon's projects, but then I remember that like, oh, they're projects by Dan Harmon. Why like, would I? I okay, I I don't think I like Dan Harmon as a person. No, but I, he is a very he's I like Justin very. Roiland. I think he's, he's great. So, yeah, but Dan Harmon's a fucking genius with his writing. <sighs> I don't. Uh, I don't yeah, I don't I'm sorry. Going that. back to like the first three seasons of Community, and even the earlier Rick and Morty episodes. I think he's traditionally buddy, very buddy, buddy, genius. buddy, Monster House. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. I. <sighs> All right, I'll bite. I don't think Dan Harmon. Uh, I think Dan Harmon thinks he's way smarter than he is. So Moss hates Adam Sandler and Brendan Fraser and Dan Harmon, everybody. It's made the biggest rule popular. All right. So first off, <laughs> I should say that I like Brendan Fraser in Doom Patrol. No, we're not going back to Brendan Fraser. And we're on Brand Harmon. All now. right. Okay. okay. <laughs> we can't go back, Moss. We, we can't go back. No. Um, I suppose what I'm trying to get out what Dan Harmon is like. I don't think that he's like bad or anything. I just feel like Dan Harmon as a, as a writer, he, <laughs> to, to me, I don't find like what he, he's talking about all that either unique original or, or, or uh, I, I find like making a lot of meta jokes and playing around with stuff might, might fit like kind of a meta modernist vibe that he's created, especially with community. But if you watch like, if you watch Rick and Morty and uh, like, there's a lot of really great, like the microverse episode in season the two, the microverse episode, total probably, recall is good where yeah. it's everyone has those false memories. The first episode I think stands up pretty well. The first, um, the first inner interdimensional television episode is good. Yes. I like the, I like that. Uh, what's it called? The vindicators episode. I like that one. I like the, the Rick and Morty Citadel episode. 
Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not, again, I'm not saying I dislike it. What I'm saying is like, I think season three caught Season three was very hit and miss. There were a lot of bad episodes. Yeah. And I I think that Dan Harmon kind of got caught up in his own, um, his own hubris a little bit. Like, I feel like he kind of, his ego was pretty big after season two. And a lot of the, and I think that it's less, it's less smart than he thinks to like reflect on your own kind of mistakes. Do you know what I mean? Where like, you can look at, like, you can make a character really self-aware of their flaws, and you can make that kind of their arc. Like, Rick. But anytime Rick is faced with the struggle, he just always wins. And eventually it becomes really masturbatory, and it becomes really... I think really, that's kind of the punchline of that character, period. But though. I don't like that. You don't I, have to like it. It's so funny. <laughs> but it's bitch. not... No, that's not what I mean. I... I I just I I feel like it's it's kind of it's very indicative of 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 what he really thinks about himself. Okay, I think you're I think you're reading too much into it to an extent. I, I don't think you're wrong necessarily, but just looking at its surface level, I think uh, maybe I'm looking too superficially into it. Oh shit! This is my fucking whoops! Didn't mean to do that. Okay, anyway, Zach um, has to burp. Hold on, give him a second. Okay, that's don't have to announce it, but yeah, I had to burp. We had shawarmas before; they were very good, but I got a lot of burps. Can I, anyway, can I ask what my? Can I tell what my two favorite TV shows are? Can I finish this Rick and Morty thing first? All right, Jesus, go on. Point finish is the bit. Point is, uh, I think Rick and Morty is very good. However, I think, but you know, but okay, this is what I was gonna say when you were talking about how like season three, like he was too high on season two, and that's why season three wasn't as good. Yeah, that's the thing. I think season three, it's like every other episode in that season is good. Like there were just for every good episode, there's a bad episode. Yeah. Or there's okay, but here's the thing or, about or, this is my point. I want to get at here okay, sure. is that while I think Rick and Morty was good when it was good, and I think it's still a solid concept, I don't think it's a concept that lends itself to being good for like 200 episodes. I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna wear out its welcome very like not fast, but it just it's not it, it can't sustain itself because the gimmicks like there's only so many fucking adventures they can go on. They're gonna feel funny and new. Unless we, uh, you know, get to a... And they've already ordered 70 more episodes, which is completely unheard of. Yeah, that's it's intense. I mean, like, I, I, I think it's genuinely because they have, like, a very dedicated fan base and stuff. But I, I think that they kind of... That Dan and the team have to do something uh, new with the characters because... And I think they will. I, I feel like I season think four is going to be super serialized. And, like, I think I think the issue is that with that show, you have to go serialized. The adventure, the adventure of the week thing can only last for so long. Yeah, but... And I, mean, I think that at this point, they've run out of them. At times, I, I don't know. I just think that Microverse episode is so good. It's so, It really is fantastic. So and what's funny is, like... At least before I get to my favorite TV shows, because eventually I'll get there. Um, yeah, we'll have to get there like sooner than later. What is good about Rick and Morty is that ultimately I feel like their moral tales are what I find very interesting. Like they're, the, the the moral questions they ask. So yeah. like in the Microverse episode at the end where um, Stephen Colbert's character, because <laughs> that's who voices that guy. Um, I know. Thanks for that little name drop there. I'm just, just so you guys know I read the IMDb page. Uh, no, I'm just saying it's, it is kind of funny to think that like the current... Like Stephen Colbert is now a character on American. Eh, it doesn't matter. So um, I'm trying here. Anyway, I think that like that episode asks a lot of like really dangerous questions, almost right. Like the idea of what is the ethics of um, 
having anyone do any kind of labor for you? What does it mean when we're like, when people kind of lie to them as the purpose of their labor? Um, questions like that, I I, quite, I find are quite fat. And I love the idea that like, he understands now, that guy understands that he's in only a microverse. And uh, he's like, I gotta, to, to, to stop Rick from just destroying the, the, the microverse, I have to like, just sit back and yeah, yeah, continue yeah, making yeah. the power. I, I saw the episode, yeah. That's... <laughs> anyway, Moss, what are your two favorite TV shows? Um, that's a good question. I uh probably yeah, that's a good question, Moss. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Is probably like in terms of comedy, it's got to be like my favorite. Um, though I I love Seinfeld. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. I love uh, Setting okay, Noir. So one of your favorites is It's Always Sunny. And what's the second favorite? This, let's, let's go. This okay. So you so let me get this straight. So you get to talk for like ever, and we got to go on tangents about Brendan Fraser and yeah. Dan Harmon. But when I yeah. get to, right, okay, okay, yes, okay, okay. okay. I don't okay. know what's so confusing about this. I'll say like like my second favorite show is maybe Full Metal Alchemist. Um, no, no, I'm gonna say Atlanta. Uh, right now i just thought oh get a little twist there in uh, atlanta yeah it's very good i what, what more can you say i think donald glover knows what he's doing yeah and all the all the actors do all of the actors in that show are excellent every episode's premise is connected while still having like um a really interesting thing i love the concept of like paperboy i just i love no, but like you know what I mean, like this yeah, this guy who like kind of shoots up in popularity. And that actor, now he's shooting up in popular. I love that actor. He's so. What's his good. name? Brian. Oh, I can't remember. I name. forget his name, but he's fucking great. Um, he's in Widows, and he's fantastic. You know, other show I love, Broad City. Broad City's freaking great. great, man. I love Broad Holy City. shit! Yeah. Have you seen anyway. a web series? Yeah, it was yeah. good too. I watched yeah. the web series. Yeah. I think it's a uh, pretty fantastic shit. Yeah. Anyway, so, okay, so we're going to wrap shit up. Another thing we're going to be doing is called Movie Book Club, where every month, we're going to do the monthly episodes at first. Every month, Moss is going to assign me to watch a movie that I've never seen before and vice versa. So, Moss, you want to start off by assigning me a movie? You are going to watch Black Girl from 1996. Wow, it would be a pretty different movie, Moss. Yeah, no, 1966. It's by Osmanis and Ben. Shit together. It's this great movie from Senegal. You should watch it. Okay, I'll watch fucking It's uh, Black Girl, whatever the hell it's called. It's Black Girl. <laughs> it's like a terrible the family like, channel sitcom. Yeah, yeah. it's Black Girl. Da, oh, da, yeah, da, 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 yeah, that would be the theme. Of it's Black Girl Moss. Yeah, the, the, yeah I think going. I was just doing the the. It's all the Price is Right. Thing. Yeah, I was thought you were too. <laughs> anyway, and okay, Moss, I'm going to assign you to watch a movie called uh, The Last of Sheila. Mm-hmm. You can find it online. It's pretty easy to find online. I can send you. Do you want me to send you the link, or can you just fucking do this yourself? Well, the audience has to know if you're going to send me the link. So, what does the audience have to know if I'm going to send you the link? Well, you brought it up. Fine, I'll send you the link, you bastard. Okay, everyone, don't worry. Zach will send me the link. Shut up, boss. <laughs> anyway, um, so I think that'll... What, what, time, what are we at now? How long have we been... We're about an hour 12. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up. Uh, so for this episode, it's just going to be us, but we're going to be... Next episode and every episode going forward, we're going to try to get a third person, like a guest, someone who has gone to film school. Um, maybe a lot of them will be people we know because we have fr- we have a lot of friends who went to our same program. But we're gonna try to get people who went to like Ryerson, maybe the Toronto Film School as well. Yeah, and, I think that's a good idea. And yeah, anyway, anything you want to add, Moss? Um, no. <laughs> okay, great. That's no, that's awesome. it. No, no. Uh, 
All right, this has been uh, I Went to Film School. Uh, thanks for listening. And oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, shit. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, rate us. If you, if you like what you saw, subscribe. Maybe rate us. Give us some five stars or something like that. Uh, give us a, Drop us a little review there and uh, tell your friends about it. Yeah. Anyway, this is now this has been uh, I Went to Film School. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Bye.